This week, we talk about how to calculate how much to eat. Also, we'll take the mystery out of leaky gut and check in to see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. What's up, Mang? Same shit. Different day, you? Oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah? I'm feeling really good this week, yep. You'll why, see, I, I, why hit four? An, I hit another new weight loss, new record low for me. Oh, I'm feeling leaner, good for getting you. stronger. I started tracking some of my my push-ups and unbroken chin-ups too. Am I boring you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, as we were just talking about, sleep's been so a, a premium lately and I haven't been getting any. You should probably listen to our episode on sleep and get some more. Yeah, no kidding. It's important. I'll send it to you. All right. It's a good one. I should be able to find it. <laughs> God, I'd hope so. Maybe it's so boring it'll put you to sleep. I've tried. And that would work. I've tried a bunch of, like, have you started listening to um, Ryan Holiday's uh, Who dat? Stoic? I have not. Oh, it's fantastic. Is that, what but you, is that a go to, go to sleep listen? Mr. Holiday's voice will definitely put you to sleep. <laughs> He's very just monotone and very relaxed. Very, very, very NPR. Yes. Like Pete, our next guest is Pete Schwetty. I like it. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get into our stuff this week, I saw this infographic here that Gary Taubes posted, and I thought it was kind of relevant to our uh, type 2 diabetes discussion. And I'll just read this for the people listening here. But if you're on YouTube, you can read it yourself. Um, Do you think she'd ever get off insulin? Wolver asked rhetorically. Never. So my colleague said to me, I know you have a long waiting list, but can you see this patient? She's in my office, scared to death, crying. I saw her the next morning. I explained to this young lady what she had to do, how she had to eat, and she started that day. I just saw her for her three-month follow-up. Her hemoglobin A1C was down to 6.1, no longer in the diabetes range. She had lost 25 pounds. When I told her she was no longer diabetic, she was crying. I called my colleague over, and she started crying. I was crying. I literally felt Everyone's like, crying. Yeah. I literally felt like I had cured cancer. This girl has her whole life in front of her and is not going to be spent on insulin, managing a chronic disease. So that's a quote from Gary Taubes' book, The Case for Keto, and basically just an example of, you know, the joy that someone feels when they reverse a previously irreversible chronic progressive disease like type 2 diabetes is always thought of. So I thought that was really, uh, I think it's important to hear these personal stories from people. It's just a story. Yeah, it's just a story, exactly. But it's, I think that's super motivating. I know when it, whenever I'm getting into a subject, when doesn't matter what it is, you know, learning any anything about any subject matter. When you hear someone's personal anecdote, that always gives me a little bit of juice. Mm -hmm. You find the same thing? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's just an old picture of me. Yeah. (laughs) It gives me juice. Right. The before. I I, I found that old picture that I showed you last night and shit, I had no problem fasting today. (laughs) Right. Zero. Well, yeah, I mean, the before and afters are so huge right. in fitness. Yep. And, I mean, if you're sitting there as a you know overweight person and you see somebody's before picture and they lost a ton of weight and they're feeling healthy and looking great, that lets you know it's possible, you know, and that's huge. 
Well, so. it makes you you look at that person and you go, they're no different than me. Exactly. It's it's achievable. Yep. If if they can do it, why are they? What's so special about them that you couldn't also achieve this? They got shamed enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever it took, <laughs> it worked. No, so. the, most you know people, the sensitive type, they get mad at me when I say. And, and I'm proof that it's not a short-term um, motivator. Yeah, how long did it take? And It took forever. That picture that I'll you saw, find that, that, was, picture, that was 2013. And then how long until you were reasonably fit, would you say? Like, what was the duration? There's always, there's been ebbs and flows. It was a couple of years or what? Yeah, yeah, it was three or, three or four. Probably, yeah, so you're not that talking. That was 13, so probably 16. Yeah, so you're talking a three-year transformation. I mean, that's... No small commitment. With hiccups. Right. There's road bumps, there's roadblocks, there's detours, there's stressors in life, and there's shit that just gets in your way, but you stick with it. Yep. And But well, to my that? original point, my motivator, and people say, well, that's short term, that's not going to last. Bullshit. It was anger. I was pissed off at myself. Right. Oh, that you let you get yourself yeah. get that way? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know what? It, whatever works. For me, yeah. I was pissed off. It yeah. happened at the same motivator in football. Mm-hmm. You're not getting it. You're not getting these plays. You're not getting through. You have to get through that that block or you have to, whatever. Right. You can't. Mm-hmm. Well, give me a, one more try. Watch. Yep. And uh, I just get pissed off. And Yeah. Well, when you've been coaching people, what have you found? Do you have to kind of tailor it to the person? A one million percent. So like some people respond to rage. Some people are like, watch me. I'm pissed off now or shame. Or yep. some, some people need to be treated more gently. Some people, you positive aspirational. Some people need the. I have to depending on which phone call I'm on. I have to be Tony Robbins or a drill sergeant, <laughs> it, or, or uh, what's his name, the, the Ditka, right, right, <laughs> right. That uh, or, or, or the guy from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, that drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Really usually Arlie em- Emmy. Are you I, shitting Emmy? me, pile? You can't do one fucking pull up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes I got to do that. Yep. Um, but it all depends. Some people you collect more bees with honey than vinegar, and some people need you to kick over the garbage can at halftime. <laughs> I can do both. It's hey, you're you can adapt. That's good. Um, here's another tweet I saw by Ted Damon, and it's funny you just bought his book. We'll have to hear about how that is once you read it. Yeah. Um, Ted Damon is one of these guys where I find myself agreeing with him more and more. But he kind of likes. You better to, be careful. He likes Ted to, likes vegetables. He likes to push buttons. Well, he basically oh, says he loves to push. Prioritize buttons. protein, and then his, and Just then pick, pick an energy source. Carbs. Pick a fuel. Yeah, he's like uh, eat fish and then eat a potato. I'm like, but that doesn't. But I, but I, I'm low carb, but I, that doesn't work. You know, it just yep. it triggers me. But he you know what he doesn't say? Eat a piece of fish and then eat a potato. But you know what he doesn't say? Put a bunch of Put butter, butter on, on top of the right. potato. Yeah, he's saying pick prioritize protein. Well, and also by prioritizing protein, he's basically saying you're going to eat less of energy no matter what. Because oh, you're, you're going to be full. Yeah, because you're the pro- satisfied. Go for protein first, and then just by definition, you'll eat less of e- either carbs or fat. And as a consequence, that's going to reduce your waistline. And he's so, super lean. Oh, and he's ripped. He's ripped. You know, so, he can, but wait, pick, get your protein. Yep. And, and then an pick source. your feel. Pick your feel. God, I swear I've heard that before. I know from Ted Naiman. I just said it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we're not reinventing the wheel. Well, it's different from keto because keto is like prioritize fat and then 
protein, a lesser amount, and almost no carbs. You know, so it's just a different ratio, all these things together. But I, but I pound at home. Pick your feel. Fat or carbs. I yeah. don't care. Pick yep. one. Can't be both. Yeah, and I don't know how, I don't know who the people are that can eat a steak and just a potato. I'm not that guy. That I sounds can, gross to me. I can because I eat it super rare or even at most medium rare, and there's a ton of blood on the plate. Your potato? How do you like your potato, sir? Medium rare. <laughs> Crunchy. <laughs> but then that blood with the salt and the potato. Oh, Ooh, it's like gravy. It's like a jus just for your spud. Yeah. Nah, it's good. Well, you know, the other thing too is if somebody handed you a big old potato and said, all right, go nuts, eat as much of this as you can. That's about, a diet. There's a potato diet. Yeah, well, because one potato in, you're like, um, you're pushing the plate away. Yeah. You're like, I'm tired you of full? this. full? No, I'm just bored. So you're not hungry. And I'm tired of it. Right. Yeah, I'm sick of this freaking yeah, boring ass potato. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but you're think, truly not hungry. It, right. Because you think of potato, carbs, you know, just pure starch and carbs. Straight but if you, if you don't eat too much of it. Not if you don't put sour cream and bacon on it either. Exactly. It doesn't make it hyper palatable. So he's a guy that triggers me definitely. But uh, he had a pretty cool tweet here. and said, um, in my opinion, the best diet for Alzheimer's prevention is whatever diet makes you the leanest and especially the most physically fit. This could be anything from vegan to carnivore. See, and I was triggered by that. I know you were, but I love this guy. That's what I said last week when we were talking about, talking about type 2. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Uh, Just get lean and everything else lean. takes care of itself. Right. And it, that, yeah, and that's through all these syndromes and diseases and afflictions that we're seeing. That's the one constant. You know, people that are more lean have less instances of these occurring. And Alzheimer's is no different. Then they pick the one person, like like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon that they heard was ten percent body fat and had Alzheimer's. Yeah, well, and then I want to reach yeah, through the computer and punch him in the face. Yeah, none of this is. There's always outliers. Of right? course, there's outliers. Now here's he's got a graph here, and it, and basically it goes from low fitness, medium fitness to high fitness, and then the. The risk or the occurrences of cardiovascular fitness, well, the occurrence of dementia within those three populations. And low fitness has much, has probably 10 times the amount from the high fitness group. Well, actually, it says here 12 times, 12x, 12x risk reduction with high level of fitness. And then medium fitness was in the, in the middle. So basically, no matter what your age is, the more fit you are and the leaner you are, the less likely you are to develop Alzheimer's. Well, that's huge. Not to mention type 2 diabetes and, you know, uh, all the other afflictions, syndromes, diseases we've mentioned, cardiovascular stuff, everything, you know, the metabolic, they make up the metabolic syndrome, right? Uh, It's all tied into this excess body fat. That's why you need, well, I don't want to squirrel, but I'm going to. Go for it. I think people are, Beginning to appreciate my squirreliness. <laughs> if not, screw off. I don't care. If not, squirrel off. Squirrel off, yeah. I can help you. Uh, relative. What the hell's high fitness? What's medium fitness? Right. What is it? What's, yeah, I don't what's know how the they... function? You can't measure effort, so... I don't know how they define this. It, it, it's perceived effort, but that perceived effort is, well, perceived. It's perception of the person performing the, the function. So if their effort's high... That's according to them. So somebody who walks around their block and gets and just has that feigned exasperation 
<laughs> right. It's like, dude, you just tied your shoes. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm high fitness. I'm yeah. in the point one too. So are you? Well, I assume this was measured and studied. Well, with I'm not saying I'm not poking somehow. holes. I'm just saying what was it? Right. What yeah, was considered know. high? Right. So yeah. So how do you practically apply this? Right. Yeah. Because you because know, if you don't want to end up in the low fitness group, okay, what is it? What are the requirements? What's the threshold to be in the considered high fitness? Is it a certain low body fat percentage and a certain strength? You know, f for your height or whatever. It's probably got to be something like that. Um, but no, matter, so. no matter what, try to get stronger, try to get leaner. Right. It'd have to be. <laughs> right. This could be anything from vegan to carnivore. Yeah. Yeah. He totally is just tro well, trolling you, you hard. You can get lean. <laughs> you can get lean being a vegan. You can waste away to nothing. There's a, I got, there's a, there's a guy on, on Twitter today. He said, so I heard I, I, I wasn't on Twitter. If Mel's listening. We stand on Twitter all day. No. As far as you know. No, but anyways, this guy said, it's all about leanness. I've thrived on a fruit, the 80-10-10 fruit diet. Oh, God. And, which, full disclosure, I don't know what the hell that is. But, Me either, but it's got to be some type of prioritizing yeah, you fruit could, or whatever. Well, I'm telling my story. You should rain man that up. Um, <laughs> they had, uh, he said, 80-10-10 fruit diet, and I crushed my 5k and i pr'd this and i pr'd that and i said and then right underneath this he goes i've never felt better blah 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 and then right underneath his tweet i put yeah and you can't do three push-ups crickets <laughs> <laughs> so guess what i was right yeah i mean just imagine the lean muscle mass that's there and they can't argue yep. they're like well would you rather be healthy or a bodybuilder why is that always the extreme I would say somebody who has no muscles is not as healthy not as someone who muscles, does. Not having muscles. So here's the 80-10-10 diet. It's a low-fat, raw food diet promises to discover a sustainable lifestyle that leads to weight loss, better health, and disease prevention. So low-fat, raw, vegan diet by D Douglas Graham, a raw foodist, retired chiropractor, and former athlete. Well, former athlete because he can't lift his own body weight. So he's no longer an athlete. <laughs> so it's saying the optimal diet provide at least 80% of calories from carbs with no more than 10% from protein and 10% from fats. Oh, so it's, that so it's triggers the, me hard. It's the antichrist of keto. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or carnivore for sure. Wow. That just like for me, you'll definitely be lean. I mean, if you're just eating, because how, like, again, how many potatoes can you eat in a sitting, right? You're going to drop body fat for sure. I guess that's the one positive of this diet. But then also your in, in my mind, all your lean muscle mass is going to start to atrophy because of the lack of protein and fat. Yikes. I don't like it. I, some of them will say, then they'll cite all the Instagram accounts you can go to to listen to or watch or follow that are bodybuilders and they're vegan. I still think they're frauds. I do. I still think they're taking whey protein in the back closet. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, like all the game changers guys. I mean, well, the funny thing is, on that game changers movie, most of those people featured in that movie aren't even vegan anymore, or weren't. Yeah, or the, weren't the, at all. It was just the Sarah, Diaz, the, the MMA guy. Yeah, is that right, Diaz? Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like the whole time they said, said "fuck that." Nate eats eggs all day long. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's misrepresented. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to take down that movie at some point. Um, <clears throat> 
Yes, with 80, 10, 10, that's kooky. Here's another meme I saw that was kind of funny. And for those listening, it's a, a guy grabbing a giant belly, and it says, the guy well, giving you nutrition advice. Sad enough, a kid. Oh, it's a kid. Yeah, geez, it's a kid. That yeah. is crazy. It looks like about a 10-year-old. And then uh, below that, it says, the guy giving you technique advice, and it's got a weakling with no mu- no muscles. Arnold would laugh at him. That's 80, 10, 10. Uh, he, yeah, he looks like a fruitarian. Exactly. So, yeah, it's this is one of those fields where you can't you can't fake it. You know, you you could go up to the front of a class as a uh, art history professor and yeah. be in any shape you want, right? But if you're at the front of the class of a fitness class or you're giving nutrition advice, you better not be overweight because they can smell it on you, they can see it on you. You can't bullshit people. I try to not be too judgy. Um, I, I'm not always that successful, but I try. <laughs> I try to not be, and I try to put myself in their shoes. God damn it, it wasn't that funny. Um, but I can't help myself when I see an overweight trainer oh. at the gym. And the yes. first thing that pops in my head is take your own class, asshole. Practice what you preach. Do as I say, not as I do. And I can't not think of that. Right. I just, all I did was type in fat minister of health, which I find incredibly ironic. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see the image search. Oh, God. So there's plenty of overweight ministers of health. And, you know, again, these people are giving out advice for people to be healthier. I mean, uh, sorry, just even if they're completely smart and they know about diseases and stuff, or, you know, they know the science of behind disease and stuff, obviously they're not, they haven't figured it out for themselves or, or, and it just optically, it just, they should think about that a little. It it just, it, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, the person giving out health advice should probably be in shape a little bit as this Belgium one is, oh my God. Scary. It, it it goes back to what I said. The do as I say, not as I do. Right. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not. I can't get on board. Exactly. I, I can't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and how could you go into work every day as a f- overweight trainer? I mean, when you just feel like a complete fraud. Yeah, that's yeah. my whole point. Yeah. At, at what point do you have to look the part? I don't know. I don't know. I think you, it's you, you have to. It, I struggle with, and, and it's my short-sightedness. It's my, it's my thing I have to deal with. It, it doesn't make it right, but I get judgy, and I get, I don't know, I get very short-sighted maybe right. even. But when I walk when, and I go into a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and the portion of the class is Olympic lifting, and the coach who is coaching the Olympic lifts is a shitty lifter. Right. Well, I, some of that's I too, struggle with that. Some of that's just, it's hard to find good personnel too. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. But. Yeah. And plus all, every coach has their strengths and weaknesses too. I agree a hundred percent. I'm not saying it's right. I know it's not. That's why I prefaced it with. Well, maybe they're I'm, just teaching noobs too. Like. Sure. They're not going to teach the advanced Dewey guy. But I also remember um, the old phrase, 
when it comes to teaching those who can't, those who can't teach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes those who can't coach. Ooh. Bomb right. thrown. He's throwing, dropping bombs today. All right, let me show you this other. Go ahead at me. <laughs> Come on, do it. Give, give us some comments. I'm, I'm amazed we don't have more negative comments in our YouTube. I mean, you've heard of YouTube videos just being a dumpster fire of hate. And it's because nobody's listening. All we have is three is like <laughs> likes. It's our friends. Yeah, we need to get some people in there saying some you know why stuff we can you know argue, why we're, You know why it's people. not like that? It's because we – this is going to come to a huge surprise to some people. But we suck at social media. <laughs> oh, that, maybe that's it. If we do. Maybe for, once – For the show. I'm great in fucking flooding people's timelines with my own shit. <laughs> but – the fit and furious. Yeah, so chirp, chirp. Here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. Is, Somebody get in there and argue. Yeah. Somebody get in there and argue with Dewey about some of this the, stuff. That's yeah. what I'm asking you. Bring it. Well, here's another uh, tweet Talk, I saw. Just careful when you tug on Superman's cape. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> uh, here's another tweet from uh, this guy. His name is Philip Ovadia at iFix Hearts. He says, I'm a heart surgeon. I'll be the first to tell you, to beg you, to do whatever it takes to never, ever need me. Please stay off my operating table. Fix your metabolic health. Please but, kick on the comments. I can't not. What are those 62 comments? <laughs> See, now that that speaks to what we were saying the other day about, you know, the American Diabetes Association. Their goal should be to not have to exist anymore. Yes. But it's not because every every entity wants to survive. Just it has an inherent you know, need to keep going. Well, because there's people at the top who are feeding off of it. Yeah. I there's mean, six figure salaries and right. So I love I love hearing this sentiment from a heart surgeon saying, look, a perfect existence for me would be not to ever have to do any of this. What's Fic the what's that guy say? He says fix your metabolic health. That's his main point. No, the next guy. Oh Dr. Uh, Anthony Beck. Therein resides the problem. My colleagues say this kind of stuff. However, they have no idea how to do it, nor do they build programs to teach it. This is Empty barrel virtue signaling. There's no money in prevention for them in the medical industrial complex. I like never that guy. allow. I like that guy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm sure if you follow were, him. See, you suck at social media. <laughs> Who? Anthony G. Beck. Boom. He's followed. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I'm sure if this this heart surgeon, if he works at a hospital, the administration is going. Do more heart surgeries. Yeah. We make shit tons of money. Do billable, more stents. Billable do, time. Do, yeah, I mean, they just want him cranking. The worst thing for them is him sitting in the break room on Twitter posting stuff like this. Right. They're like, what are you doing, dude? You're killing all our business. You need a handle. And <laughs> you, need a, you need a disguise. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm sure hospital administrators, uh, I mean, their goal is to make a profit. You know, to I don't know if hospitals See, what have makes shareholders Twitter, or whatever. What, but what makes Twitter great is if Phil replied to Tony. Hmm. He did find ways to get beyond the limitations of the system. The system won't change. There is no incentive for it to change. Exactly, physicians and their patients must work together and demand change. Yeah, there you go. I need to read this later. Yeah, we'll have to follow that guy. So you need to keep like it or. Tag it or follow that guy. Yeah, I'm gonna follow this guy too. So Philip Ovadia, I fix hearts on Twitter. So I thought that was just cool to hear though, because you know you don't hear the guys no in the standard medical Never. Uh, world saying this kind of stuff. No, nope. 
So that was very cool. Alrighty. Um, how's your push-up challenge going? I'm sore. And then I signed up for that bench press rowing the challenge. Rowing. Oh, oh yeah. Let me look at my numbers here. I tested it yesterday. I can look at mine too. Yeah, I want to see where you're at. Okay, because we're now we're on the 14th of April, so we're almost halfway through the month. Look at us. I've done sitting on our phones. <laughs> I've done 961 push-ups. Um, I've so done just shy of halfway. Five fifty. That's it. Yep. Dude, I'm smoking you. Yeah. How's your vest? <laughs> Why? Nobody told you to do that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they paid for it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you challenged him. Because you're doing it with what twenty pounds on on your back. Yeah, but I did this push-up challenge or this. So the reason I'm behind is because I don't want to overtrain leading into this contest the rowing, this challenge rowing yeah bench press. so it's going to be a heavy bench press with moderate reps um and i've tested it a couple of times then you just have to blast through the push-ups after that contest is over or yep what? okay and it's this weekend oh okay so you still got a couple weeks in yeah see what my my approach has just been slow the slow and steady 40 in the morning 40 at night yep because i can do and four, the tortoise wins the race yeah i can do unbroken but 40 me, so, I'll end up just on, a, like, the Saturday after this thing, I'll do, like, 500. Yeah, you're just going to be suffering and banging yeah. out in one day. Yep. Yeah. So, for me, that's been working. Um, but I think, you know, actually, the unforeseen positive of this challenge is I think I'm going to keep doing it. Really? Because it's not killing me. Like, doing 40 in the morning, 40 at night. And I'm keep still doing my dumbbell workouts every other day and still sure. doing push-ups, which I've I think increased. it's time for you to well, man, man up, though, and... Start at getting some weight. Oh, I am doing weight. No, I mean real weight. Mm. <laughs> Why are you so mean? <laughs> <sighs> All right, so that's uh, the Mission 22 April push-up challenge. You can still probably jump in and donate to that. And, There's uh, no donations for the other challenge. It's just you root me on and one. cheer against me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know if we'll you have to if I'll be live. Or, that goes. Maybe maybe we need to do a Fit and Furious that's a YouTube live. YouTube live, live from yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll definitely find out what it is, and we can throw a camera. No sure. How long? How long does this thing take? Well, I've been testing it, and I think I can do the row in sub eight minutes. Okay, and then it's bench press, and then tomorrow the flow comes out. So oh, the okay. flow is speak for how it's gonna go. So right. row, and then X amount of time to start your bench. So it'll probably take like 15 minutes, half hour or something? Tops. Okay. Because it might just be row, two minutes, bench. And then done. Right? That's it. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll check it out. So Maybe we'll go live that day. And I test it. I, I, I don't think I'm going to do very well. Um, well. That's the spirit. I'm a realist. <laughs> this isn't no Pollyanna bullshit. <laughs> um, if it was – well, I think I'd shine – if it was 2,000 meter roll for time and then two minutes rest and then build to a one rep max bench, hmm. then I'd be okay. But repping out your body weight, that's not my jam. Right. I'm like one to three rep guy. Yeah, right. Well, not that's... 15 at 215. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's, but that's what I did. I did 215 and I did 15 reps. That's good. I don't know. There's going to be some guys who throw up 
220 and no, is this a national 30 thing? times worldwide oh worldwide so then you could log in yep. to an interface you're competing against everybody oh yeah there's okay. a there's a leaderboard app on your phone and now i know you're somebody that's motivated by that you love the competition piece right that's the only reason i do anything <laughs> right so for you and th that's what kind of what the un unforeseen benefit of this push-up challenge for me was like i would have never done for i would have never doubled my push-ups in a day Right. Without that. Right. So well, now what if I stick to it? I mean, that that's what got me to the, another level, overuse which is cool. Overuse injuries could pop up, but yeah, just pay attention to your body. Yeah. If I can do 40 unbroken comfortably and haven't strained anything and I feel good. And, right. You know, why not keep that level up? Yeah. Progressive overload, right? So you, mm -hmm. it's either more reps, more weight, or but, some combination but of those. eventually overuse is going to creep in yeah because it's just that repetitive 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 it's like playing it's like getting carpal tunnel it's like elbow. getting yeah or tennis elbow from when you're a pitcher oh yep so if you get right here if you pitch too much you can't that's why like when you're a kid yeah. you have an inning restriction oh you can't yeah. throw and throw and right. throw and throw makes sense so eventually we're gonna have to get you on a grown-up <laughs> hey. gvt I got I got a squat rack now. I got a barbell. I know. You're, it's legit. I'm getting there. How about a How about a bench? Yeah, I got a bench. You so do? I, I can bench on the squat rack. Yeah. Yep. So just I, lower the J hooks. And yep. Yep. Give her hell. Yeah. So check and check out YouTube because I put a install video of me throwing that that uh, PRX rack in my tiny little seven by eleven room. So and it fit in there. So really well. cool, cool stuff. Um, okay, so we got a term we're going to define this week. Oh yeah, and it is. Leaky gut. This is one of those terms where I would hear it all the time and I literally had no idea what the hell it meant. I assumed, now I won't, you know, I don't know where you were on this, but I assumed it didn't mean literally leaky gut, but it kind of does. Does. Which I was like, really? It's one of those times when you're playing trivia with your friends and you try to logically deduce what the answer might be based on the question. Yeah. If you do that with leaky gut, you're probably going to be right. Right. And I just thought it was, you know, uh, a term that didn't literally mean what, it, you know, I thought it referred to something way more scientific, but it kind of means what you what you think it means. When people say, hey, Dewey, what's leaky gut? It's like when you have turkey dribble in the bottom of your garbage bag and there's a hole and you run into the garbage. Right. Then all that turkey juice is getting all over the carpet. Yeah. It's, okay, I'll just read the definition here. What exactly is leaky gut? Inside our bellies, we have extensive intestinal lining covering more than 4,000 square feet of surface area. Gross. When working properly, it forms a tight barrier that controls what gets absorbed into the bloodstream. Because that's really where all the nutrients, your small intestine and to a lesser extent larger intestine, that's where the nutrients go into the blood from your stomach, right? Bingo. Um, <clears throat> so look at okay. you. Yeah. Get the brain on you yeah, now. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so an, un, an unhealthy gut lining may have large cracks or holes, allowing partially digested food, gross, toxins, and bugs. It literally says bugs to penetrate the tissues beneath it. This may trigger inflammation and changes in the gut flora, which in parentheses says normal bacteria. That's the gut microbiome. Right, that could lead to problems within the digestive tract and beyond. The research world is booming today with studies that show modifications in the intestinal bacteria and inflammation may play a role in development of several common chronic diseases. So I, I've heard the gut referred to as the second brain. Sure. 
and that all kinds of craziness goes on there. And he, it's even the you know the carnivore like guys, keto guys, the, for the body. <laughs> right, I like that. But almost nobody has a real handle on what's going on there. It's all, a lot of fun speculation. Everybody. I think I do. Well, it's so much speculation. Well, I mean, I'm talking about purely scientifically. They don't know people. Like they've only. I heard one thing. I was listening to a podcast about this, and I heard they only identified like I don't know. Twenty percent of the p- potential bacteria that are in there. So oh, they, they don't know I how see to, what you're saying. They don't know how to define it's like space, right? They don't know how to define what a the gut flora, like you said, the microbiome. They don't know how to define what a good one should be, right? So they just know that if you have this leaky gut issue, um, and a lot of problems can occur if you don't have it figured out. But it's kind of still vague in my mind, like what figured out even means how do you improve it how do you diagnose what's wrong either you're putting in a ton of time with these terms of the week to have the well yes perfect segue into today's topic (laughs) because you did well it all it all ties together um this is just random if it happens to work it, it it worked really 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 well this week um no, this is the reason when I start people on, when they start working with me, they're like, what do we do? All right, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm used to eating like 6,000 calories a day. What's my new, 600, 900? What, what's it going to be, 1,100? Dude, you're 200 pounds, 6'3". No. What is it? 1,500? No, you're going to eat as much as you normally do, right. but you're going to add 1,000 grams by weight of plants every single day. And that's in order to help with this? Fix that. Okay. You will fix that. Instead of beer and pizza, you mean? Right. Plants, not in the form of pizza crust. No. No. <laughs> Raw. And if your gut is over 46 inches. Right. Circumference around the waist at, above the belly button. We're going to just, and if you're not super active, mm-hmm. I'm giving away all my secret sauce over the air. No, that's right. On the air, whatever. Um. Not much fruit. Oh. We're, we're going to keep the... Because of the fructose? Yeah, we're right. going to keep that. If, Try to unless, really you're gonna, unless you're running six miles a day, right? then fuck it. Fruit, keep the sugar down. We'll have fruit all we want. But if your idea of, of cardiovascular training is taking the garbage out every Friday because that's when the truck comes, <laughs> or reluctantly checking the mail because your wife it makes you, yeah, yeah we're going to minimize the fruit a little. Or if walking upstairs is Hard. effort. Effort. Yeah. Or when you put on your shoes, if you go, oh, that's funny, dude, because even when I was at my, when we started the show, when I was 190, whatever, putting my shoes on was hard. And I wasn't that fat. Right. I mean, comparison, but you, you've been there. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, hell yeah, I have. I've been over, put one shoe on, and then. <sighs> yeah. You need a, like a rest time between yes. sets. Between I, sets. And I joke about that. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, one of my jokes I say all the time is if you have to take a break between shoes, then the BMI <laughs> applies to you. Oh, hell yeah. That's very true, man. Mm-hmm. Ah, Preach it, baby. Doff my hat. <laughs> so in, increased intestinal permeability, leaky gut. So literally shit is getting through the lining. That's freaking Future gross. shit. Yeah, future shit. Exactly. <laughs> But that, that's, I literally didn't think it meant literally that. You so thought that, it was something way more clever. 
Well, that it was, or it was just about chemically. What oh. was, not that like actual food particles right. are going through rips in your intestine. Yep. That's freaking so, disgusting. So man. to lead, to segue into today's topic, so what happens when that food leaks before you digest it? Well, obviously it's not, you're not absorbing the nutrients from it. Right. Yeah. And it's so, probably causing problems elsewhere. Right. But wait, wait, wait. Seco. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Calories in, calories out. Well, I, the calories in, they never came out. Well, they came out the intestine and went right, right. somewhere in a body cavity and right. started fermenting and <laughs> God knows what the hell else. That's pretty freaking disgusting. Right. So I'll put the article, of course, in the show notes. You can read about leaky gut. So, But that was one of those ones I definitely, when people, I knew it was just something bad. I don't want to get leaky gut, but I had no idea what to do about it. Um you got to fix your gut microbiome. Yeah, and it basically says, uh, well, here's and their recommendation. Contra- even he says, controversy still exists on whether leaky gut causes the development of diseases outside the gastrointestinal tract. However, it is always a good idea to eat a nutritious, unprocessed diet that includes foods that help quell inflammation. There's inflammation again. Yep. You know, big trigger for bad things. So, I like how he stays pretty ambiguous Yeah, with what those foods yeah, are. Yeah, he's not saying eat more red meat. Or no, eat, he just cuts it right or, out. Yeah, he's just saying eat healthy, whole, uh, eat unprocessed just eat. foods that don't trigger inflammation. Okay, that's just pretty eat big, food. Yeah, so that was good. It's, it's funny how um, I was thinking about this earlier or over the weekend – it's funny how we, now we call foods superfoods. Mm. You know why we call them superfoods? So they can sell more of them. No, it's because they're not <laughs> well, that's super. They do it on TV, they're just food. Right. So it's the other su- food-like substances that are garbage. Oh, yeah. So right. now actual food has become a superhero. <laughs> yeah, just, and really, it's just food. Comparison to to some Cheerios, right, or a, or a donut. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I got Magic Spoon this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Two of them are really good. Two of them are really bad. Do you like the fruity ones and the not the f- chocolate? The f- chocolate is trash. Now, for those that don't know, Magic Spoon is a keto cereal, right? Ridiculously low carb. Um, but it tastes like it. Yeah. So my it's buddy was like, how is it? Charms. It's my, the, but the Fruit Loops one are kind of like really? Fruit Loops. But but they're not Fruit Loops. No. It's not. It's even. never going to be exact. Exactly. But you have to my buddy sacrificing said, some. Right. And my buddy's like, oh, I've been dying because he listens to Mind Pump too. And he's yeah. like, well, I've been thinking about trying that. You got to let me know how it is. So I even got a shout out from Adam on oh, Mind nice. Pump on my Instagram. Right on. But he needs listening. Hey, Adam. But um, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> why wouldn't he be? <laughs> but anyways, I told my buddy, I said, well, here's the thing. If you crave breakfast cereal, which you do because it's hyper palatable garbage and hyper. You, you become addicted to it. <clears throat> but... It's going to work in a pinch, and it's definitely going to mm-hmm. scratch an itch, mm-hmm. but guess what you're not in, you don't have to be in fear of? Your kid's sneaking it. Oh, because Your kids not, will spit it out. Because your kids, I think, compared to Lucky Charms, it's They gross. will spit it out. Okay. Yep. The frosted Cheerios, they're all Cheerios. Right. Everything is a little O. Yep. But there's one that's frosted O's. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mel even liked them. See, here's the problem. I why I stay away from that shit though, because it awakens it's $10 the beast. Ten dollars a box. Well, that and it, <laughs> and it awakens the beast. The beast. And they're goes, really, Ooh. really little boxes. Cereal's pretty freaking good. Right. I should probably get some more. I had it with uh, just a, a half. Well, I, I tested all four, about four boxes. 
It was a four pack special for forty bucks. Yeah. Um, but it really, really small box. But I tasted just a little, just a half a handful in a bowl with some coconut milk. Um, and it cleaned my palate, cleansed my palate very well. Yeah, it, it, like you said, between, it scratched the itch, but but yeah, it did. It, yeah. The fruity ones were like Fruit Loops, and then the frosted Cheerios ones were pretty close to frosted Cheerios. Yeah, let but, us let us know out there in the comments. Do you try to eat things the keto approved versions of things that you used to eat, or do you just say "f it"? I gotta just steer clear. And I, I got to be sober from that stuff. And it's okay to eat those if it's not, holy shit, this is my breakfast every day now. Or if it leads to actual Cheerios. Actual Cheerios or other stuff. Right. Like for me, I'm, I'm better off if I just eat some eggs. For sure. You know what I mean? Like for me, just personally, because I know like eating that sweet tasting stuff of it. In fact, I heard a podcast the other day where a guy was, one of his rules for life, and you know, he's a super zero carb guy, he was... He didn't say avoid processed sugar. He says don't put anything sweet in your mouth. That was his one of his main pillars. So aggressive, though. Well, it is, but for him, yeah, he, I get it. He's hyper hyper uh, sensitive. He one time he ate a breath mint, and then he was like practically psychotic afterwards. I mean, he's you know he's got serious issues, right? Yeah. So he's he's, he's got to avoid anything sweet tasting, even if it's got sugar to, alcohols or anything. He needs to go lay on a couch. Yeah. Well, he. he <laughs> He's one of the hyper hypersensitive guys that you know is literally psychotic. Well, it's all, he, we're all on a spectrum. All on a spectrum, yeah. So there's plenty of people that can eat magic spoon or chaffles with sugar free syrup. And, yeah, you right. know, and can pull that off and not go back. The thing is, can you you know can you maintain that sobriety right you know, from from sugar with that, or does it just make the cravings even worse? It, you have to feel it out for yourself. Yeah, you got to know. You got to be your Usually own it doesn't for me. Usually it's like, but that was different. So there wasn't the carbs. Right. So it didn't trigger. I was like, I tasted just a little small little handful of each one. And, and I was done. I'd, and you didn't overeat. See, that, the other thing too is if it tastes too good, then I have a tendency to keep going. Right. Even if it's on the good stuff, but you still don't want to eat a zillion calories as we're going to get into in our subject. Right. If you're trying to hit a calorie count, it's much easier right. to overeat mm-hmm. if it tastes really damn good. So and it says right on the magic spoon in the boxes, it says not a zero calorie food. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, because people tend to think, oh, I got a keto, like my, my wife used to make me keto cheesecakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. are freaking good. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's a that's one of the ones you can pull off and it still tastes pretty freaking good. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll mail you know, many pieces of that right. because it's so freaking good. Yep. And yes, technically it's keto and, you know, my macros are good, but then I'm just stuffing it down my gullet. Right. And mm. way over on calories. So what I would Defense be better off just not eating it. Yep. Unless you can control. So you got to know yourself and you got to know what you're Well, it's okay of. if you did that and it was just the only thing your birthday cleanup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, or Christmas. Exactly. Not Tuesday. Yeah, not every Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> and make one every Monday. What yeah. are you celebrating? The day? It's Tuesday. All right. So we got a listener question that leads kind of into our topic for the week. Um, this is from Joanne, and she says, one of my areas of confusion on fasting is this concept. When eating, that we shouldn't decrease and decrease and decrease calories, sometimes need to increase calories. 
Why doesn't your body consider fasting as continuous calorie restriction and the body will think it needs zero calories in the future when adding calories back? When adding back calories, fat is immediately added on. Why does fasting allow the body to have zero intake but adapts when going back to feeding it? Thanks for clarifying, Joanne. Here's my, I'll give my little opinion on this and then you tell me what you think. Yep. Um, and she's basically saying, because one of the things that you told me that was a light bulb moment right away was you can't operate in too much of a caloric deficit because your body will adapt. It'll downregulate your metabolism and say, okay, we're getting less calories, now we're just going to use less. So the deficit you have to operate in is has to be measured. It can't be too much. But fasting obviously flies in the face of that because fasting is zero calories, right? And I think for me that the difference is fasting doesn't last too long. If you Unless you have a ton of body fat, you shouldn't fast super long. Like the most I've ever done I think is – 72 hours, but typically I'll do a 48 hour and then intermittent fasting or time restricted feeding. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if you were to fast continuously for too long and too often, then your body may downregulate. But if you use it as a kind of a kickstart or a reset tool, then I think then your body's not going to, uh, not going to fully reset and uh, or downregulate your metabolism which is the fear. If you, like, let's say you're supposed to operate, your caloric target was 1,500 a day and you're eating 700. That's when, and you just do that consistently for weeks, then your metabolism would downregulate, right? Correct. So now- That's the right answer. The right answer is it's not long enough. Not long enough, yeah. So that that was a quicker way to say it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just you're not- I took three minutes to say that. It, It- and what keep and what gets super confusing is the whole time you're reading Joanne's question and then you're giving your explanation. The whole time I'm th- freaking thinking about that August guy who went a year, right? Yeah, without the guy that lost two hundred pounds or whatever. Yeah, and all you do is eat some mineral. Or because what he minerals. did, just kept going. Yep. What would have happened if he did that for and fourteen he had tons days? Of store, tons of stored body fat. Well, true, true. Yeah. But you know, some people might. But they can still downregulate. But guess what he did? Just kept going. Yep. So what would happen if he would have went 10 days and then started hammering cheeseburgers? Yeah, we just start packing on packing on weight. Right. So that's the common misconception is that, A, you can do whatever you want when you come out. Right. You can't. You can't. But that like 48, 72 hours is so short. Yeah, compared to that guy who went a year. Right. Yeah. Well, compared just period mm-hmm. to 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 answer Joanne's question, to fly in the face of the conventional wisdom that says you're gonna your body's gonna adjust and and start right. to re- just require less. Yep. Because our body, the simplest way to explain it is everyone's different. I know that seems like such a cop out mm-hmm. response, but it's so true. But that being different includes your body. It includes your metabolism. So how your body downregulates and when and in what manner depends. Right. It really depends. But from an evolutionary standpoint, there's no debating that your bodies are been evolu- from an evolutionary standpoint, our bodies are designed to store. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Like so we talk it, about the fast. No matter how yeah. much you eat, yep. your body's going to always go, all right, we got to partition this. We got to spend this much on function to stay alive. And the rest, we got to, it's like money for our bank account. Yeah, Pay you all your bills. In, you need some in reserve. And this is the re- yeah. what we have to live on. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? We're not going to blow it. We're going to save it yep. for when we don't have any more. When the income stops. Right. So our bodies are no different. Yep. But what that looks like for Joanne or for Josh or Dwayne totally depends. Mm-hmm. So there's no, well, here's the blanket answer. Right. Everyone can go 48 hours and not have to worry about it, blah, blah, blah. There's if it were that simple, we wouldn't have a fucking podcast. Yeah, and that goes for all of this advice. <laughs> right. And that's what we're going to talk about in our topic. And that this is a perfect segue into our topic, which is how much should I eat? So I do find this stuff very confusing because I always thought, well, I'll just eat less. But then you basically said, well, if you're too low in your caloric intake per day, your body's just going to adjust to that amount. So then I'm like, shit. Okay, you know, now what? Like, where do what do I need to where do I need to and, be? And and that's Josh. Right. But I don't even know like a how gust to of or whatever. Mm-hmm. If if you were six hundred pounds, that wouldn't apply to you. Right. You could keep going for a long time. Three hundred and eighty five days. Like you said, that guy at the conference pointed to the guy and he said what you with what you have on your body, you could run ten marathons. Right. And not be in danger. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you have enough stored glycogen stores, or you have enough glycogen stores in your body right now to run. Actually, it was like 20. Yeah. Like 25 full marathons. Yeah, so nobody's going to drop keel over if you fast for a while. So that's our topic for this week. How much should I eat? So and This is such a hard topic. Right. And, you know, this, you already kind of give the disclaimer of everyone's different. And the overarching advice I'm going to say at the front of this is, you have to pay attention and track and listen to your body because that's what's going to tell you how to adjust. And that's what I help people do. Right. How do I know I'm in a deficit? Let's find out. Exactly. How do we do that? No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll get you to the movie, but you got to buy a ticket. (laughs) Well, now we're going to give away all your secrets. All right. (laughs) So first step is you got to have to kind of – you got to determine what you're burning currently, Right. And there's you have two, to figure out what you need. Well, and well, let's start with even take it back a step, like the basal metabolic rate. Okay, so that's so which is what you need, which is what your body will burn at rest. Like you said, if you're in a lying in bed in a coma, how many calories per day will your body burn through? Yep, that's with no activity. And then when you add your activity level on top of that added to the basal metabolic rate, then you get your TDEE, right? The total daily energy expenditure. Correct. So that's how many calories are going out fully. And then you have to decide on your goals from there. So is your goal to maintain? I'm at a perfect uh, leanness. I just want to maintain this. I want to lean out, drop some body fat percentages. I want to put pack on a bunch of lean muscle, or I want to... Uh, let's say run a bunch of marathons and, you know, prepare for that activity. So everyone has different goals too, whether you should Absolutely. be eating into maintenance, a deficit or a surplus. And so we're going to talk about how to find out those targets and then how to, when you know your target, how to actually hit well, them. Then we have to figure out what exactly, well, that's a whole other show probably. <laughs> we have to figure out what your, <laughs> you said depends on what your goal is. Right. Well, 
So we're going to talk. We about, have to help you figure out what that goal should be. Yeah, well, right, yeah, because a lot of I'm guessing you found this too is that everyone's perception of their own uh, state is way well, off. I've had people say come to me and say, "I need your help." Okay, what do you want to do? I think I just need to lose 20, 30 pounds. Dude, you need to lose 130. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, no. Just stop Wait, talking. Just stop. Just stop. Go get an in-body, yep. and we'll talk about it. Right. <laughs> Way off. Yeah, people's perceptions are insanely off. Um, so let's talk about how you dis- determine what your basal, basal metabolic rate and your total daily energy expenditure are. So – there's, like you said, you mentioned the in-body scan. There's the hydrostatic weighing, which I mm-hmm. did. There's a measuring tape. There's your clothes, <clears throat> how they fit. There's your eyeballs. You There's know, other people's eyeballs. Other people's eyeballs. Or, you know, take a picture of yourself and look at it, comparison to a body fat percentage graph. And then the, lastly, I put the scale, right? Lastly. Last, because that's probably, you know, it's it's another data point. But you almost have to, like... Do as many of these as you can the to scale, try to get an accurate number. The, I decided the scale is to f- weight loss as the pencil is to the carpenter. <laughs> right. It's a, yeah, exactly. You can't measure without a pencil. Nope. You can't build a house without it. Yep. But you can't build a house with just a pencil. Right. Yeah. And people, we've said this many times, but people put way too much emphasis on, on the scale. Way too much. Because you could be dropping... You know, you could be eating vegan and dropping a ton of weight and going, hell yeah, I'm getting, I'm dropping, Mus- dropping weight. Heavy. But then your muscle's going away. Yep. And the scale's dropping and you're like, thumbs up, bro. I'm dropping weight. But if your muscle's atrophying, that's not not a good place to be. And so. if you have a lot of, no, that's, that's squirrel. But if you have a lot of fat to lose, you want to lift heavy. Right. You want to fill that skin back in. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and Lean muscle burns more calories too, For so it sure. raises your basal metabolic rate. We're, I was talking to a, a um, to a, a client yesterday, and I said we're almost the same, mm-hmm. same height, build, everything. And I looked at my phone, and by three thirty, three forty-five in the afternoon, I already had thirty-six, thirty-seven hundred calories burned. Oh wow! Yeah, and he has a device. Yep. And he looked at his, it was like 1850. <laughs> right. Difference in activity level. Nope. No? Oh, just because. Difference of breathing. <laughs> oh, okay. So your basal metabolic rate is just so much higher. Yep. Gotcha. Right. And that's why you need to get this stuff checked. So we've got the the website up here. There's a, and again, all this stuff is an approximation, an estimation. The so, only way to figure it out is to figure it out. Exactly. Well, how do I do that? play you got to get you got to get yourself to a starting point and then adjust from there get your basal metabolic rate start there yeah so i'm gonna do it for weigh yourself every friday for two weeks if the scale moves up or down you adjust accordingly based on what your goals are it's that simple it's going to take you three months to figure it out but you're going to figure it out Yep, and we're going to go through that. So I'm entering my numbers, and it's asking for whether my gender, age, weight, height, activity level, and body fat percentage. And then it spits out a number. And, you know, this is just going to be 5'8". Is that your daughter? <laughs> That's me, bro. That's me, bro. <laughs> Come on. 5'8", no, bro. Seriously. Oh, wait. Yeah, 49. Yep, Sorry. That's me. So it says. I'm oh, just messing with you. I can take it. Sure. All right. 
So it says for maintenance calories, based on your stats, the best estimate for your maintenance calories is 2637 calories per day using the catch McArdle formula, which is widely known to be the most accurate when body fat is provided. So that was with me putting the 21% body fat, which was my last hydrostatic. Yeah, which is weighing. probably a, a, a tish then, high, but. And then it's got a, a range here too. So it says my basal metabolic rate is 1701. Now the funny thing was when on the in body, it had like 1780 or something. So that's, that's actually pretty damn close. That's pretty Pretty damn close. Yeah. So when you take all these data points, if you go get the in-body, you know. That's three almonds. The hydrostatic. What's that? That's three almonds. The difference between. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you collect all these data points, and if they happen to be fairly close to each other, then you know you're pretty close to on the right track. Right. So it's got my basal metabolic rate is 1701. Mine was 1780 from the hydrostatic weighing. Yep. And then your activity level is added onto that. Okay. So this is the hard part. I put moderate exercise. It has me at 2,637 calories is maintenance. Basically stating if I eat 2,637 calories a day, I will maintain the level of body fat to lean muscle mass ratio that I have currently. The scale will probably stay the same, right? Do me. Okay, so well, let's. Just, I just want to see how accurate it is because I have my Garmin stuff, so I want to. We'll do that, but let's let's take it yep. through first now. So let's say I had my number with moderate exercise because I work out three times a week, uh, so I just put moderate. It, let's say my, but my goal is to lean out, right? I want to drop body fat, so I want to sure. operate in a deficit. Yep. Okay. Now we talked about this a few episodes ago. You, your basic recommendation, and I've seen different figures, but anywhere from like two to. 600 calories a uh, day under that maintenance level. 500 is a pound. 500 is a, would be a pound a week. Yep. So let's say I ate 2,137 calories a day. I should lose a pound a week of fat mm-hmm. as long as, and I've got to qualify this because as long as that food quality is the right thing and as long as I maintain that exercise. Especially to, if you have a leaky gut. <laughs> right, exactly. I really don't want to have that, whatever the hell it Actual yeah. particles. I don't think you know. I, exactly. You wouldn't. Well, there is oh, – we don't want to get into it, but if you read that article, it talks about there's a lot of, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, oh, a lot, of, a lot right, of that kind of right. stuff yeah. is uh, indicative the of – shits for no reason. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which I don't have any of those symptoms, so knock on wood, baby. Well, that's because you're carnivore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, so let's take it through my full example here. So, if I maintenance level would be twenty six thirty seven. So, your recommendation would be eat twenty one thirty seven a day, and that's five hundred calories a deficit a day. That times seven is thirty five hundred calories a week. That's one pound of fat loss per week. If I was to do that, so th- to me, this would be a good starting point because based on my in body numbers and this. TDEE calculator, they're both pretty close. So what I would do is do this, weigh myself, like you said, maybe track it every day, but like once a week, see if the scale has moved with my, and maintaining my activity level. And I should see body fat dropping using your, the tape measure, your eyes to a lesser extent, the scale. You should. Right. The problem Tell me, in. tell me what I said wrong here. You didn't say anything wrong. Uh, damn right. 
You no, you 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 nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Off your hat too. The uh, the problem comes in as the, the out's not the problem, the end's the problem. So where you run into a problem is okay. Let's just say we agreed upon twenty one hundred. Yep, that's going to be my target. Yeah, to operate in a deficit. Yep. So what's that? Right. Well, we're going to get into that. That's okay. the end. That's the hard. That's part. going to be the end of this. Is we're going to talk about exactly how to hit those targets. But let's let's take through a couple more examples. So let's do Dewey here. Yeah. Let's do me. Okay. You're I'm 46. Funny. Right. 47. 47. I know. Yeah. I know. Way off. Right. Well, I want to see if it changes. Okay. Didn't didn't change the numbers based on that. And what do you weigh right now? Uh, two 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 seventeen. Two seventeen. And you're. Six one and a half. Oh, I'll just say six one. Yeah. And you heavy exercise. I think right? so. And then what's your body fat right now, if you were to guess? Uh, eighteen. Whatever fatty. I know. Okay, Sorry. now let's see what it says for old Dewey here. Oh, thirty six forty six for maintenance. It says your basal metabolic is twenty one thirteen. With heavy exercise, it gets you up to thirty six forty six in order to maintain. So, what do you, what do you think? What what was your calculation, or what is your device, or your? Mine's thirty six hundred. Oh, so you're right yeah. in there. Okay, so this. Yep. I'll post a link to this TDEE calculator. It's so far, it's been pretty on the money. Yeah. To give people a starting point. <clears throat> so, and as you'll notice from your heavy exercise, so that takes you from. 32, I was at moderate. So if I was your same weight and height and I was moderate exercise versus heavy, that's a 400 calorie difference a day. So that's pretty significant. Okay, yeah, 34. That's what I burned. Yeah. Okay, yep. So. Yes, sir, that's pretty close. Yeah, and I'm eating, oh, like 26. But <laughs> <laughs> So. That's a good starting point, you know. Use the tape measure, your eyes, an in-body scan, a hydrostatic scan. Get as many of these data points as you can. Throw them into this calculator and see how it all jives together. But obviously, you know, you've, you've pointed this out as people will wrongly estimate their activity level, right? Grossly. Well, like there's a... There's one that says athlete here. How many people just pick athlete because they think they're a stud? Because they go on know? the elliptical twice a week. Right. They, or they, they just, check the mail. <laughs> yeah. Well, what? I played football. Most people are sedentary, unfortunately. Yep. You know, if you just work at an office job and all you do is walk to the car and walk to the office every day and get up and walk to the snack machine, that doesn't even count as light exercise. You know what I use with those people? What's that? BMR right away. Oh, yeah. That's a new target. Yeah. That's your target. Right. So if you said, I just smoke weed all day and play video games and work for like two hours, but it's all computer work. The ultimate and plant-based. <laughs> if you said, I'm a fruitarian. I'm a, I'm a weed-tarian. I would say two grand. Okay. That's your new target. Right. Okay. So now let's. But people are, that's where we got to get into the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole is going to be when people say, 2100 I'm super sedentary and you want me to eat 2100 I'm only eating like 1600 now no you're not right no you're not you're not counting everything just like they lie or 
wrongly estimate on the activity level, they're way the hell off on food. Yep. And it's not always their fault. Well, they, a lot of times they read the label and the servings scam you. Oh, the servings are yeah. fucking evil. Yeah. They, <laughs> it's... They, I mean, I think I saw, I can't remember where it was, like a pack of, I don't know, M&Ms. It was like two servings. Or like, who the hell eats? Right. Who opens one? A There's pack. not a resealable M&M pack. A serving is a pa- <laughs> is, is one pack. I mean, right. Come on. Don't, right. don't bullshit me. Or like almonds. Holy shit. Well, right. Or I, I looked at heavy. I, was ma- I made a smoothie the other day with heavy cream, and I remember you always talking about, yeah, you get one thimble. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, on the back of the heavy cream, you know, nutrition facts. I mean, they have to put the shit on there legally now, but yep. they can still try to fuck you. Skew it. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to make the numbers skew in their favor as much as they can. So I think it said 40, 40 calories or 45 calories, and it said one tablespoon. Like, Jesus. And I just filled up my half my protein shake bottle. Oh. You know what I mean? So, right, like, how right. many freaking hundreds of calories was that? You couldn't probably just shouldn't have ate until the next day. <laughs> exactly. So you can really go over so easy. So, you know, it's funny because we did a whole episode about calories in, calories out is bullshit, you know. Well, our main point of that was it's true, but what you're eating is going to determine whether you're suffering the entire time and being healthy and maintaining muscle versus not. And here's the curveball that I you got to buy a ticket to the movie if you want to know how this works. <laughs> but twenty, let's just say that my – because I've done this. Mm-hmm. I've done the, excuse me, the experiment with myself. I can lose, I can be in a deficit or a surplus on 2,500 calories. What did you just say? <laughs> I can be in a deficit New York or a surplus. Get a rope. On 2,500 calories. Get out of here, get out of here, David Blaine. <laughs> By manipulating the macros. You're some kind of magician. Yep. Okay, well, I, I just underst- play the shell game with the macro. I don't understand that, and that sounds way too confusing for people, <laughs> including I this said, guy. We're not going down the rabbit hole. We're not going down the rabbit hole. But let's make the overall point. This is where the whole gummy worms thing comes in. Ex- okay. Bingo. You told me I need to, or my, my target was 2,100, right? To operate in a deficit. If I ate 2,100 calories of gummy bears, I would drop weight. True. Sure. But would I be healthy? Would I maintain lean muscle mass? No, your hair and teeth would fall out. Exactly. <laughs> and you'd lose all your muscle. Right. But hey, you'd look ripped. Right. So you have to use like I'd look foundation so to cover up the bags under your eyes. I'd look so ripped that Sally Struthers would be trying to get people to send to money to you. save me. <laughs> <laughs> this once thriving 49 year old. <laughs> oh, dude. So. <laughs> That that the quality of food is the thing. Almost quality a, as quantity. important as the amount of calories is. What are those calories cons- made of? Yep. And <clears throat> so, okay, let's talk about three different types of people who you know I call a Joe Cubicle. So that's kind of me. My no, goal is to. You're not Joe Cubicle. Well, I, oh, I was. Okay. So I'm trying. Fair enough. Change, you know that's where I started. Yeah. So my goal is to reduce waist circumference. Get Sorry, leaner. I'm very squirmy. My back yeah, is really right. bothering me. That's right. <laughs> um, people that, that are actually watching, which there are some, there are some. I think yep. it's weird, but um, <laughs> just don't think about it. I uh, they're wondering, does he get a shit or <laughs> no? <laughs> my back is just a little tight today. 
That's all right. So Job Cubicle, that's kind of me. That's my example. Then we got Larry Lifter. That's kind of you, right? You're trying to put on muscle. I like to say I'm Larry and... Larry and Mary. Yeah. And then Mary and Mary. hybrid. Okay, so let's I'm talk about... Well, wait, I'm trying to be the hybrid. Right. I'm I'm Larry. Well, let's talk about the, the three different types of people here some and some examples of maintenance versus deficit versus surplus. So if your goal is to drop body fat and get leaner, you have to operate in a deficit. That's just the way it is. That's where the calories in, calories out thing is true. And, and what they are. And what they are is, again, just as if not more important than that. Now, let's say you're Larry Lifter. You're trying to pack on size. You want to enter a bodybuilding physique competition or something, and you want to, you, you need your biceps to be X amount of inches around bigger than they are now. That person can't operate in a deficit and grow their biceps. No, it's impossible. They have to operate in a surplus. So that's why you see, I was watching some Mr. Olympia videos the other day. Yeah. Those guys, oh my God. And strong right. weight, like we talked about the other day. Right. You know, in order to get, because muscle size equals strength. You know, the more muscle fiber you have in your body, eh. you know, well, overall, look at all technical. There's a correlate. Exactly. It doesn't equal. Right. Right. Well, it's not causation. Well, the, the reason, he, you know, Eddie Hall is, is eating so many calories is because he wants to be as strong as possible and he has to maintain that For sure. Of, of mass. For sure. Have you seen those guys now? But you said he he's lost. Thor he's too. dropped some. Thor's too. like ripped. The Thornson guy. Yeah, the, the, the mountain. The mountain. Wow. No, I haven't seen yeah, him recently, but he's. Oh, it's freaky. But I was watching some Mister. And okay, they got the strongman, then you got the Mister Olympia, and those guys are like you know three percent body fat, yeah. but huge, gigantic, mass monsters. They're the strongman guys with no fat. Exactly. Yep. That's what they are. Yeah. Because aesthetically, they, it's important for them. They have to be aesthetically pleasing. So shred it. But if you're trying to, you know gain a huge muscle, you can't operate in a deficit. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do at the very end because they're just cutting to, With, to lean out. But, and they still lose muscle. But how did they get that the, muscle so big in the first place? Yeah, eating the shit yeah. out of them. Operate in a surplus. But what they ate yep. was so, important. So really, you know, and if you're at the perfect body fat and you like the amount of muscle on you, then you're at maintenance, right? So then you're eating the same calories that you're burning per day because you don't want to drop weight or gain weight. So which you got to determine which one of those are you? Somebody who are you, is your goal to preferably let somebody else determine which one you are. You're, so you're saying like uh, it's risky for people to figure the shit out on their own. It and, is because yeah. you don't you think you're Larry Lifter. You, well, you, and you're wrong about and, how much you're eating, and you're wrong about you're, how, your and activity. You, or you is. think you're Mary Marathoner, right? Because you speed walk at the mall. Let's talk about you're not. Let's talk you're about Joel Cubicle. Let's talk about an endurance athlete. What would they do different? Eat everything that doesn't move. Right, including carbs and things oh, that we normally yeah, are telling people to stay gummy away bears. from. Yeah, right. they, yeah they they're, just, they're running 100 miles a week. Right, so they're burning way more calories. So somebody who's an endurance athlete can get Like Cameron by. Haynes, he runs a marathon every day. That's insane. That's 26.2 miles a, if for those in Rio Linda. Yeah, that's insanity. Anyway, you slice it. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean, that Mary Marathoner, if she's a marathoner, mm -hmm. I'm training for the half marathon in September. I ain't no Mary Marathoner. Right. <laughs> not no. even close. And she also wouldn't eat that stuff when she's not actively but she performing those. But she always is. She's always training. There's right. no off season. For right. Her. So That's the guy that runs a marathon Mary. a day, he can probably eat 
anything that's not nailed down. And he does. And something that's mostly elk. Because right. when he's not running 26.2 miles every day, he's shooting his bow and killing animals. And So let's talk about... Not no longer being a Navy SEAL. Right. Yeah, so, pretty cool, dude. Pretty cool, man. So let's talk about how to hit the target. Okay, let's say you got your... I have my let's say my goal was a twenty one hundred. Your goal was your thirty thirty one hundred. You know, because well, are you trying to operate in a deficit? Yeah. Okay, so if your your maintenance was thirty six, you're going to operate it operate in a deficit at thirty one hundred calories. I'm at twenty one hundred. So how do we hit those? How do we hit those uh, calories? So what do you tell people? You know, they say, "Well, I don't know. How do I figure that out?" Uh, Do you literally use one of these? Again. Secret sauce again. Like I use, a, I go to um, go, Rain Man it up. Go to no, my fitness pal. No, uh, Fat Secret. Fat Secret. Okay. Yep. This is the one I use. Oops. I can't tie it. It's S E C, not C, Crat. <laughs> Calorie counter by Fat Secret. Yeah, that's gonna go to the Play Store. Go down. Go down. Go down. There, yep. there okay. you go. Key to success. Uh, okay. Is there? Well, I hear I can just sign up real quick. Yeah, but anyways, they're all just different versions of the mousetrap. So you like this one? Yeah, I like this one because it has a professional feature where if you're my client and you log in with this and then you record your food for the day, next tomorrow morning, I'll get an overview or review Ooh, of everything I like that. you did. Yep. That's good. Even if if you have a coach or if you have like an accountability partner or husband and wife can like keep each other kind of Oh, and they do. honest, you know, which is cool. So, you're saying basically full on track it. Yep. So you're saying I ate two eggs for breakfast, enter two eggs in. And it'll absolutely and boom, it'll spit out an amount of calories. I ate this yep. protein smoothie with this much heavy cream or whatever. Yep. And I bet if people do that, they're going to be really, really surprised. Probably one uh, way or the other, but I'm guessing most people are surprised at how many more calories they had than they thought. Right, right. Absolutely. Is that typically what you found? Well, here's what I usually do. Here's what I typically do. Ah, screw it. I can't sign in. I'm just going to show you the screen. Sure. Uh, we can. I don't know if you can put screenshots in the notes. Or yeah, whatever, I can. Yeah. Anyways, here's what I do. Josh, you just hired me. Mm-hmm. Download this app. Make That's me your coach. Yep. And then it's going to send me a report every morning I'm, when I'm eating nothing, <laughs> when I'm drinking my coffee, I'll look at your report and I'll look at your overview. And it's going to break down macros, micros, potassium, sodium, magnesium, everything. It, it, whatever I need to see, I'm going to be able to see it. So what I do with you the first 14, 10 to 14 days is I say, carry on. Do as exactly as you normally would do before we even started talking. So you want to get above, kind of a before. I want to get a baseline. It's not how they were operating, but it's not accurate. So I still have to add five to ten percent to that. Yeah, because they, they know, know I'm watching. Yeah, what's that called? The something effect when the fact that they're, the experiment is even happening and they're being observed alters the. Yeah, uh, yeah almost like a placebo kind of. Yeah, but, right. I forget the name, but there's a yeah. term for that when somebody's yep. aware of them being study then they behave differently correct yeah so what i do is i um sorry um 
what I do is I say, don't you change don't anything. Carry on, just eat. It is normal. Eat, eat normal. Then don't you add the on thing. some. Then I add the vegetables. <laughs> Remember the leaky oh, yeah, gut? Yeah. Yep, yep. So now I add plants. Okay. So depending on your goals and your current body comp and your current BMR and your current state, yep. depends on the ratio of plants to carbs or the plants to fruit. Right. But I add a bunch of plants and keep doing what you're doing. So if they're eating pizza and beer and shit. Don't care. Just, just Record it. Just but okay. don't fucking lie to me. Right. Just just put it in there. Not, the only wrong answer is the one that didn't happen. Just, yeah, because <laughs> you're only hurting yourself. Right. If they yeah. bullshit. And I'm not here to judge you. Right. We're here to actually yeah. do something about it. Right. Yeah. So just challenge yourself. Say, what would I normally eat today? And I'm going to eat that. But first, I'm going to get my my plants in. Right. So plants, what we're doing there is we're, re, we're resetting that gut microbiome. And if they're eating that first, then there's less room for pizza at the end. If they're, like you said, if you hand somebody a potato, you're not eating a bunch of pizza after you wolf down a right. whole potato. Right. But <laughs> usually what happens is they don't meet their plant goal. But they eat what they used to be eating. Yep. But the whole point is to create intuitive mindset. So you're like, you get used to recording, you get yeah. used to, you know, you get used to the process. Because what I want you to do is I don't want you to go, oh, I've never done this. And I'm scanning barcode labels and I'm entering pancakes and bacon and tomato. How did I have two tomatoes? Well, there was tomatoes in it. I don't know how many there was. Right. And on top of that, Put you in a 500 calorie deficit. Right. What yeah. a bunch of bullshit stress. Right. So for the, like I said, the first 10 to it's two weeks. People. Yeah. Let's just record. Just, let's just learn how just to record. Just get them in the rhythm. Yep. Yep. Just get them used to doing that every single day without the added stress of having to count. Where, where do you find like the, what's the average amount people are consuming calorically per day when they're just eating balls out? Like just a random figure. Is it like the 2,500? What am I finding or what do I think? Well, just what you've seen and then if you add on Because I still bit. don't think they put everything in there. <laughs> well, it's tough. I mean, to well, just remember to do it even. Because I'll go, Josh, I'm looking at your, your report from yesterday. Excuse me. It says you went to um, Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm. Well, Busted. did. So you got the... Buffalo, or that you got the spicy garlic, traditional. Great. Says here you had 10 wings. Awesome. Not a big dipping sauce guy? Oh, yeah, I love blue cheese. Where the fuck's that? It's like 200 calories. <laughs> Where the fuck's that? Well, I didn't. It's a condiment. If it goes in your mouth, right. it goes in the app. Yeah, and how much? If you ate 10 wings, there's with five ranch. calories in a fucking piece of gum. Yeah. I mean, if the, it goes in your mouth, yeah, that ranch, right? A ranch is especially calorie dense, right? Right, and two yeah. or three of those. Oh yeah. If you go through a dozen wings, you're having you're you're not two doing right with one container. Yeah, and then what's that at? It's cumulative throughout it's the day. It's two hundred fifty calories. Yeah. So there, there's your difference between between being in a maintenance deficit? and a deficit, right? Or maintenance just and the, a surplus. Just the sauces. Just the yeah. That's where people that have no idea of how far off they are, and they're just yep. guessing. Yep. So when I see. <clears throat> Sarah, that's not a real person. Mm -hmm. When I see Sarah at 2,300 calories, Sarah's probably at 3,300. Well, you think it's that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, I didn't know I had to add the 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 creamer Oh, my coffee. Yeah, right. What do you mean you didn't? Yep. It's cream. It went in your mouth. It's 400 calories. So you found after the 
adaptation period of getting them used to tracking, then then can you trust the numbers after that, or you just never trust the numbers? Do you always assume that they're under? Depends on the client. Okay. Depends on the client. The people and you who get to are know them better. The people who are super studious. Yeah. And and super super disciplined. Yeah. They're a little more accurate. Right. Most of the time, where I get, where I run into, it's not. Why well, I didn't put my ranch in there? Yeah. Most of the time, it's. Oh, I went to lunch with Josh, and we went to B Dubs, and I left my phone in the car. Oh, I forgot. So yeah. I got. I forgot to put those wings in. Or you're doing it by memory later. Yep. And that's when you start to forget the ranch and. Yep. The, the twenty fries you grabbed off your buddies, even though you didn't order them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the, what the, and everyone and what's so much fun to watch is the evolution of the clients. The clients they they evolve in the sense of they find their own hacks. Yeah. Like I got one guy right now who puts everything he's going to eat for the day in the morning. Oh, and then he just follows that. And then he just follows it down, and when it's gone, <laughs> he's done. Right, because he knows he's got his twenty one hundred or whatever. Yep. So if he pre-programs it, then it's just a it's just instructions. Right. No, that's a great idea. Yeah, it is. I like that. And he's crushing it. Because what what'll happen Jake. is Yeah, that's awesome. Because otherwise what'll happen is you'll eat what you want and then all of a sudden you're like ran out of calories and it's not even supper yet. Right. Then you're like, now what? I guess I'm fasting or yep. you fuck up and go over. Well you no fasting's not an option. They're just well, they're gonna right. eat more. But they're gonna go over, yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good hack. I like that. Um, <clears throat> so again, it's you know about the quant the quality of the food you're putting in. So, you know, after you get them on the adaptation period, and then you're talking about you know the macros, and you're doing a typically kind of a ketogenic type boot camps, right? So you're you're doing kind yeah, of low carb, yeah, all, so, all sorts of different boot camps, low carb keto. I'm in it, it, for your average person. You know, that's typically what. For the for the person who comes to me significantly overweight, you be prepared to be low carb. Yeah, it just works. It just it needs to happen. It and needs to happen because I need you being comfortable with yeah. not eating very much. Right. And I heard another thing on a podcast today. A doctor was saying, of the three macronutrients, you know, protein, fat, and carbs, carbs are the only one that's non-essential. Carbs are not essential. In not life. essential. Exactly. Yep. So, if you prioritize the protein and fat in some ratio, you know, fiber is actually more essential than carbs. Right, and then well, and then I think in keto, in keto, you know, they prioritize the fat first, and then the protein second, and carbs are really tiny. And even when I on keto, uh, on keto, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> you just thought it, the keto diet. All right, I like that. Let's run with it. It's protein that gets into ketosis. Right. Protein heavy. Right, there you go. I like it. I'm in. Um, no, but when, even when the keto diet, when helping people navigate through the keto diet, I changed my approach. My approach used to be always fat, must get your fat, 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 70 to 75% fat. Right. And then some protein and very little carbs. Yep. Now I say, here's your carb target. I need you to hit this carbohydrate target. Mm. If they hit that, everything else takes care of itself. So even if it's only 10 or 20 grams a day or whatever, it, something really it low It needs carb, to be 10 or 20. Yeah. If it's 10 or 20, the amount of gluconeogenesis that takes place because of maybe a little bit of increased protein mm -hmm. doesn't offset the carbs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really upset the apple cart too much mm -hmm. enough to kick them out of ketosis. Mm. 
Okay. So I don't think I invented that, but I might have. Right. I like it. So let's talk about, you know, obviously you can't eat the gummy bears. You can't eat whatever you want. You got to figure out the macros, and that depends on your goals too and what type of diet you're following, if you're carnivore, keto, or even vegan, mm-hmm. or, you know, something. <laughs> I can't eat gummy bears unless they're from Denver. <laughs> right. That's a different Don't show. Don't trust us. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm a potatarian, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, my approach is basically eating mostly meat. So it's kind of a – but it really depends on what type of meat. Like we're listening, talking about Ted Naiman. He prioritizes protein above all else, whereas, you know, Sean Baker's saying eat ribeyes because they have the most marbling and, you know, it's the highest fat. Because they're the goodest. The goodest, <laughs> yes, but because of the fat to protein ratio, it's higher fat. You know, and Ted Naiman's like, no, eat, eat the least, you know, fatty cuts eat the leanest meats and get the protein, not the fat, lower the fat. You know why he says eat the leanest cuts? And I haven't even started his book yet, but I know the answer. Because it's not as many calories. Not exactly. There's so many calories in fat. Way to operate in caloric deficit. Yep. And he's super lean. Again, so, you know, Sean Baker, Ted Naiman, you could, Paul Saladino, you could emulate any of these guys because they're all nailing it. Right. You know, so they all got there. And yep. the overarching theme is they're all lean. They all have small bellies, circumference, you know, and that's and it, people are like, "Well, I'm gonna listen to you because you're lean uh, and a doctor." But yeah, <laughs> but you do almost more because they're lean. I'd rather listen to a lean guy who's figured it out over a, a fat doctor. You know what I mean? Mm, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, I because you know my whole thing is I want to emulate people who have done it. So show me the guy that's climbed climbed Everest and okay, how do you climb Everest? You've done it. You know, not some professor who theoretically the other thing could teach you how to climb Everest. Especially when it comes to nutrition coaching, the other thing is the the perception of a nutrition coach that isn't like that fit. Mm-hmm. Well, but this is my passion. Is it <laughs> Well, yeah. Then how come you not? Is it your passion? If it if you're if it's your passion, you should be an example. Should be important to you. Yeah, exactly. If 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 you're not there, you should be on your way at least. Right. You know, not like the Minister of Health in Belgium was gigant, gigantic monster. You know. Yeah, public health is not her passion. <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, qu- food quality is the the hugest thing. So let's talk about. Okay, you're going along. Um, you know, you, you're tracking your calories, you're using the scale, in body scans, the tape measure, your eyes, all these items to measure your progress. Instagram. What do you do? How do you adjust? What do you do? You're a few weeks in simple. You cut until the scale, um, starts dropping. And then once you reach the, so you're saying reduce the cal- caloric amount, hundred cal- calories. Yep. Okay. hundred at a time. Yep. Yep. 100 at a time per week. Don't get crazy. Right. And it's simple. Once you meet your goal, start adding. Once you get to um, zero, the basis of zero, there's like a baseline. Mm-hmm. Once you get back to that, stop. So you're saying so cut, 100, cut until your body fat is reduced to where you want it, lean-wise. Yep. Then add calories back in slowly until you see the maintenance. Until you see the, the scale... You're not going to die and nail it. So you're going to go 100, 100, 100. Shit, I'm over. It's a moving target. It is. So drop it back 
And then don't get so caught up. Yeah. Don't live for that scale going, oh, I got to drop 100. I got to drop 75. I got to drop 50. Yeah, all this stuff takes time. It does. And it takes a long time to dial it in. But guess where you end up getting? You end up getting, and I was explaining to this to the guy yesterday. Leaner. You end, well, you end up getting really lean. You look good naked. But when you, <laughs> hey, easy. When, <laughs> when you get super lean with vast amounts of muscle, mm-hmm. you have so much more room for error. Right. When you go on vacation. Or everyone's like, well, you're living like a freak in your six pack and I don't want to live like that. When I go on vacation, I want to enjoy it. You know what? Let's go on vacation. Let's you and I have an eating contest and let's see who gains more weight when we (laughs) come back from vacation. Right. Because the lean muscle mass is burning the calories. 3,000 calories metabolic metabolic basal rate or yours at 1,600. Right. Because that lean muscle mass is burning calories while you're sitting on the beach doing nothing. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. Well, and so I can't reverse anything I've done. No, sitting in Cancun for a week. Right, you're you're preparing yourself to naturally overcome those things without any effort. Yep, it just happens while you're while exactly. you're sitting there. And just but it get, takes fucking forever. Oh yeah, to get there. Yeah, it takes a combination of eating perfectly, not perfectly. Sorry, that's yeah. that was hyperbole. Eating really well. Eating real eating right, and busting your ass in the gym. Yes. Resistance heavy, training, lifting heavy, weights. Heavy weights. Yeah, you got to build muscle. And, and like we said, that's the key to longevity. It's you know having that lean muscle mass. Speaking of, you know, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about, you know, old people basically, you know, as they're, because your muscle mass will decrease on its own. Oh, yeah. It's disappearing. You start withering away. That's, you know what the that's scientific term is for that? Atrophy. Dying. Dying, yeah, right. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're dying. And that's going to happen, so you have to fight against that. Yep. So you can't just like say, "Well, I'm going to eat maintenance, you know, and not exercise." You still have to exercise because as you get older, that lean muscle mass is going to go away. So you have to fight to maintain as much as you can. I was, I was watching uh, on YouTube the other day. I saw some seventy year old dude deadlifting. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, and good for him. I give him way better odds than most seventy year olds for sure for longevity and. Just overall vitality. But my grandpa smoked every day and ate bacon and cookies. And <laughs> shut up! I hate that. Those stupid outlier stories. Some just people stop. Are lucky. Some people. Some people won the genetic lottery. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. So just bust work. Work. Yeah, exactly. But I just love the spirit because a lot of times when people oh. get older, they give up. Yep. They go well older. Dude, I know 28 year olds are <laughs> giving up. Yeah, but especially you right. know when they. Yeah. Know, retirement age or whatever, then they're in the rocking chair. And oh, like, it's, well, it was a good run. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I'm like walking to the mail is is the exercise they get. Right. I mean, you should still be trying to, like I said, not necessarily get huge, but you're just trying to maintain that lean muscle mass. There's a whole section on the CrossFit Far on the CrossFit not for CrossFit Fargo on the CrossFit.com website. Mm-hmm. Yep. For training in your home, and it's all people that are geriatric and they oh, like okay. listen like milk jugs and. Right? It's badass. Yeah. It's like just restores your faith in humanity. That's freaking awesome. And the everyone makes jokes about the set because it's like an old 70s couch that every family had growing up. <laughs> the Davenport? Yep. <laughs> the Davenport. Hell yeah. That's awesome. With the stinky cushions. So, yeah. So understand this is a marathon, right? It's not – you're not going to get to your 
This That's is the, why people, I sw- the people that start to do the bikini thing, you know, in like May, like, well, bikini season's a month away. Time to time to drop this 50 pounds. We should have been talking in the last May. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to take But a guess long what? Time. This May is. This May is next year's last May. <laughs> right. So yep. hit me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, it's, like you said, it's a marathon pun. And it's a lifestyle. Absolutely pun intended. It's a marathon. Right not a sprint. That's why I recently switched my pricing structure for my services mm. from monthly to quarterly. Oh, okay. Just to, so I can't have, get shit done with you in 30 have days. Have more time with people? I'm just not going to get anything done. Right. People are like, uh, this isn't working. Dude, it's like day 20. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to commit. It's, dude, it's day 20. Six days ago, I was still letting you eat whatever you wanted. <laughs> right. And it's not working? Exactly. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Right. Well, hopefully that wasn't too confusing for people, but basically way more fun than I thought. Yeah. The moral of the story is you have to track, you got to know, you got to know what's going in and what's going out. I mean, that's the only way you can adjust. You can't do it just by feel, but I would bet that like the Mr. Olympia and those guys that have been doing this forever, they don't need to enter the stuff into their, my fitness pal. Oh, they're all intuitive. He's like one egg, this many calories, one scoop of this, this many, he knows in his head intuitively where he needs to be. That's, that's me now. Yeah, right. I, so I, you can I, get I, to the point where you don't have to religiously enter stuff and it's not annoying. No, I don't sit and do, 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 do all day long. Right. But if I go out to eat for a different restaurant, we went out to eat some with some really good friends last Saturday night. And um, I had a couple stuff I had to go like this one underneath the table because I'm not supposed to have my phone. So I'm like <laughs> punching in some stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could – Probably have a couple more bites of that. Just to see where, yeah, you didn't yeah. know the caloric amount yeah. of whatever you're eating. But yeah, it was like yeah. some exotic goat cheese or some shit, and it was really good, and I wanted more. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that's kind of the the content for this week on that. So got any questions for clarifications, reach out. Info at fitandfurious.com. Let's, before we get into yep. um, the artist formerly known as Fat Josh. <laughs> uh, let's tease next week. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty geeked about it. Okay. So, again, like we always talk about, we do most of our episodes on nutrition because that is 80% of the battle. Um, and then the rest is on fitness and exercise. So this next week we're going to cover, not because I was trying to, since I got my squat rack, I was just trying to figure out well, how do I use this? What, what am I supposed? What should I be doing? And I discovered this thing called the five big lifts. Yep. So we're going to uh, talk about what those are, and we're going to film them actually this weekend. Yeah, it's some we'll demos. You have videos for each lift and how to execute. So that's going to be kind of fun. Because some of those lifts, like the like the deadlift, people are like deadlift, pick it up. Mm. The deadlift and the back squat are the setup and the technique are almost as difficult as the golf swing. Right. And the, which is something people spend their entire lives trying to perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. People spend their entire lives trying to perfect these lifts too. And plus deadlift is one of those ones where if you fuck up. You Lights out. Destroy your back. It's over for I mean, months. Yeah. I'm still, that's why I'm squirming in this chair is because of deadlift. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's not something to mess around with. Yeah. So that'll be very cool. Um, we'll have those videos on YouTube and stuff. So now let's get into. How fat is Josh? Pretty fat. All righty. How fat was Josh? Um, yep. I dropped another 1.2. 171 so from 194. 
Yeah, Dude, so that's I, legit. I know. It impresses me every time you pull that up. 22.8 pounds down, five. Well, that's actually, my gear up the my, tape because measure that's my, my waist real quick. <laughs> right. Well, you know, you know, okay. And for people on YouTube, and I recommend everybody checking out the YouTube channel, have all my measurements here, my body or, fat or percentage, don't. waist inches, arm inches, thigh inches. I also added push-ups that I can do unbroken and chin-ups that I can do unbroken. I started at 30 push-ups. Now I'm at 45 that I can do unbroken. And when I started uh, back in January, I could do six chin-ups. Now I can do 12. And I almost did 13 this morning. Couldn't quite eke it out. But progressive overload, I'm making, I'm making progress. So, And one of the, oh, what the main point I was going to say was because I'm lighter. Right? Doing a chin-up sure. is much easier if you drop 22 pounds. Cause, and I'll tell, I'll tell All anybody, you know, like you said, throw a 22-pound weight on your back and then see how many chin-ups you can do then. Yeah, try to do 100 pull-ups with right. Murph with your vest on. So we're doing the old above the belly button. I'll let you determine that. Yeah, I think it's there. 35 and a half. All right. Another quarter inch down, bitches. And, you know, we started this podcast. Ow! <laughs> Why is personal injury so hilarious? That, that tape measure came back and bite me right in the hand. Okay, so down another quarter inch. So I've lost six inches around the waist. I'm an inch and a half away from the perfect ratio Physique. of... <laughs> yeah. Well, at least the perfect uh, safe ratio of... Remember we said the waist circumference to height in inches should be at least 0.5. And since my height is 68, I should be 34 uh, waist circumference in order to be considered not at risk. So I'm getting, I'm creeping up on that real close. So moving move the right direction. And, you know, it's been actually, it, it's 414 today. We started this podcast 114. So it's been three months. Uh, so this is definitely no sprint. Even though, you know, I think 22.8 pounds and six inches in the waist is pretty damn good in three months. And 12 weeks. Yeah, exactly. And a body fat percentage reduction of 11.4%. As far as you know. And I think that number's crept down lower, too, because yeah. when I measured that, that was back in three, that was over a month ago. So I probably have to go in and get rechecked. I, it's, it, it is. Because with the amount of lifting you're doing and the deficit that you're maintaining, there's no way that you've lost that much weight and not gained muscle. Exactly. So, so you've lost more fat than what right. the progress And my clothes indicated. say that. I mean, this is a small, like I have this shirt in medium. <laughs> medium? I have, well, I have medium and I used to not be able to wear the smalls. Really? Yeah, because my gut would be hanging out, you know? Oh, yeah. Now, now I can and it, it fits, you know? So I'm, I'm getting, getting uh, you know, it's losing, I'm losing size in all the right places. When I lean out, there is, um, there's no doubt when you get lean and mm -hmm. trim and you have some muscle yep. that how much more cocksure a guy is with a, with a, <laughs> with a smaller shirt on. Oh yeah. Well, because what's the fir first thing to jut out is your freaking gut right. when you're overweight. Yep. So, you know, you, He's all seen the guys, you know, where they got the shirt can't even like reach the belt. Right. You know, right. Right. The well, then they, and then, uh, 
hate trying to I mean, be PC. It takes so much effort. No. Yeah, we did a whole episode <laughs> called Fat Acceptance. No. So right. Go ahead. Well, let, I mean, let her fly. There, when you, as a male mm-hmm. in today's society, mm-hmm. this is for our female listeners, mm-hmm. you guys are. You guys are objectified. I can see your brain walking the tightrope. Oh, here. Jesus. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. If um, it's horrible, I'll delete it. With <laughs> No, it, it'll never be that bad. <laughs> um, no, but they're objectified when they make eye contact with a male who will unintentionally or intentionally or reactionarily look down at their breasts. Mm. <laughs> they, it happens, mm-hmm. and and every female knows that. Ugh, they have their shirts saying, "My eyes are up here." Right. For us, it's the gut. Oh. When you meet a female, so the first thing they do is look down at your gut. Do you think that's a way of assessing you for a potential mate? For one hundred percent, evolutionarily, like hundred percent. Like, like is. is this guy fit and yep. capable of defending my cave? There's articles that, and there's studies that go into the evolutionary aspect. The, you know what the first thing they look at is? Height? Shoulders. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, height. I mean, that's, yeah, from a distance. Yeah. But once up close, shoulders. Right. Abs. Shoulder width, yep. And then, well, we can't mention the other one on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Right. Yeah, because the- um, No, no, male- arms. It was arms and then, oh, okay. and then the unmentionables. Right, because a male that can defend a female and their offspring is somebody with broader shoulders yep. and a, lean, a smaller waist. Right. You know, and they're fertile. Well, sm- smaller waist, what does that indicate? Yeah. He's going to fucking live longer. Right, exactly. <laughs> just evolutionarily, they just know it instinctively. Yep. Even when they were clubbing people over the heads and dragging them back to the cave, yep. they knew it instinctively because those are the people that survived. And that's why, and this is where the other thing that a lot of my – Male counterparts will get mad about, but the females listening will nod their heads. Yes, is that's why Thunder Down Under sells out every time they have a show, <laughs> yeah. and women don't just line up outside the mechanics garage <laughs> or watching the plumber bend over with his butt crack. Right, because yeah, those guys have broad shoulders and lean and lean small waists. It's not rocket science. Yep, hey. <laughs> the dad bod is not a thing. Well, yeah, and any wives that are saying, oh, I love the dad bod, it's cute. That's just because they're just being nice to their husbands. Of course they that's are. Not, that's how they're, that is. I'd prefer a dad bod over a ripped buff guy. Well, yeah, because you're insecure and you don't want that guy to leave. Well, that's a good point there. Yeah, they don't actually prefer it attractive-wise. No, they, they like, like the security. Said, the security because that guy's not going to be – other females are not going to be chasing the, the dad bod guy. Right, right. Oh, we're getting deep. That's a one. whole other show. That is. And I don't even know if I want to do it because everybody would be pissed <laughs> off at me. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, you know. It's all, no, the it's dudes, all, the women won't be mad. Well, it's all evolution. The women will just go, mm-hmm. The way we're using it is as a way to indicate a, it's an indicator of health. These things are an indicator of health. So that's what we're chasing. It's, are you virile? It, it's Right. That's. Are you able to defend your family and reproduce? And it's that, evolution. That's, it's evolution. So you know, we yep. use those as indicators of how what we want to emulate, because those are the people that reproduced and lived the longest. So we're trying. That's what we're trying to do. Right. All right. Awesome, that guys. said, we just yes. really almost squirreled there. That was a yeah. 
That was a hunky, attractive, broad-shouldered squirrel right there. Thanks for not letting me get too carried away. Because <laughs> that, that just fun, playful <laughs> discussion yeah. turns into a rant in about five more minutes. Oh, yeah. And then Dewey getting canceled. The, the dad bod rant. And all <laughs> my buddies with their beer bellies are pissed off. I love the shirt that was to say it's not a six pack, it's a keg or whatever. Oh, isn't that cute? Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, I'm lazy. <laughs> yep. yep, they just lean into it. <laughs> right. All right. Well, send us questions. What do you think about Dewey's uh, evolutionary rant there? Send us questions to info at fitandfurious.com. Topic ideas, questions about any of the stuff we discussed today. You need more clarification. You want to hire Dewey as your coach so you, he can get your report every day and go, dude. What the hell is that shit? I'm calling no on, ranch? I'm calling on Monday. That's right. That's right. Be ready. Need somebody to spank your ass? He's the guy. Well, uh, Make sure you watch on YouTube to check out the extra shenanigans, valuable visuals, and weekly extra content. Especially like our, next week with like videos. Our, yep, our lifts. You know, watch my PRX install video of the rack I put in my tiny little basement. Um, check us out anywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. That really helps. Also, support the show. Go to FuriousMerch.com and check out Carnivore Keto and uh, fun shirts. Some pretty cool shirts on there. There's some pretty fun ones. So, all right, guys, we will see you next week. (laughs) 